Hello again. You're listening to the Public Affairs Show on WRBH Reading Radio for the Blind. My name is Carla Redondo. I'm the former chief meteorologist for Channel 4 here in New Orleans. I'm now a certified orientation and mobility specialist. I do have a vision impairment. I have RP, retinitis pigmentosis. I'm really excited about my guest today because I've been a fan of his for about a couple of years now since I found uh, him on the internet and through a lot of his advocating. His name is E.J. Scott. He is an actor, comedian, advocate, podcaster, and uh, probably there's a few more titles. So, E.J., did I leave any titles out in your, your name? Oh, well... Uh, you could just make some up, uh, you know, <laughs> superhero. Uh, straight superhero <laughs> is great, you know, stuff like that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, uh, dog enthusiast. Well, there's another thing in common that we have as well. I, I found a few things and we may touch on during the course of this interview that I found I have in common with you by, you know, reading about you. So, but first let's get to your eye condition. Would you tell our listeners what your eye condition is, CHM, and what it is when you were diagnosed and how it affected your vision and how it affected your life? Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. That, that's several questions in, in one question. But, uh, yeah, CHM is short for choroideremia, um, and choroideremia is a degenerative eye disease. Eye disease. Uh, it's hereditary. It attacks peripherally and uh, slowly erodes it over time, it'll go into like a tunnel vision and then uh, it'll start affecting the central vision until total blindness. Um, my grandfather had it. My grandfather uh, thought he had RP from, from what uh, my, my mom has told me. But, um, uh, you know, back then, I think it was probably easy to be misdiagnosed. Uh, I, I think I was misdiagnosed originally, me and my brother. It, it's an X-linked disease, so the uh, men get it. The women are carriers generally, and um, uh, so like my, my grandfather had it, my mom is a carrier, my aunt is a carrier. My aunt never had any children, but my mom had two boys and a girl. Me and my brother both have it. My sister's a carrier. My sister had two boys. They both have it. Um, so it goes, goes along like that. At least in our family, it's, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty predictable. Um, so uh, I was, I was uh, let's see, it was 2003, March of 2003, when I found out. And I found out because, uh, and I was 27 at the time. Um, my brother was getting tested for all sorts of things. He's uh, about 10 years younger than I am. And he, uh, uh, lay down, shh, shh, my dog is whining. Lay down, lay down. Um, he was getting tested for all sorts of stuff because he, he has, uh, uh, he has like a handshake. Yeah, he has, uh, he was getting tested for a bunch of things. And, uh, one one day a doctor looked in his eyes, an eye doctor, and said, something's going on in, in his eyes. I think I think he should get this looked at more closely. Um, and he was, he was originally diagnosed with RP. And then when we went to like a specialist in New York City, 
he said, no, you don't have RP, you have chorderemia. Um, and uh, we're like, well, I've never heard of that, you know, which was a weird thing to be like, uh, I, I've never heard of this eye disease you're telling me that I have, you know. Um, uh, so, well, it changed a lot of things from there. It really rocked our family. Uh, everybody in the family got tested at that point. And uh, we um, we uh, figured out who was the carrier and who has it. Um, and then uh, let's see. I, I was I was planning on moving. I had already been planning on moving to Los Angeles. I was living in Long Island at the time. Um, is calling me stop it sorry i get distracted by stuff like that um my uh i was living on long island at the time and uh i was planning on moving out to los angeles to try acting and everything and um and i was like what does that mean for me as an actor um uh i it, it really i really didn't know what that was going to be look like um at the time, I had most of my sight. Uh, there are side effects like uh, sensitivity to light, trouble seeing in the dark, um, you know, bad night vision. Um, and, I, and once I was diagnosed, I had all these flashbacks of all these times I had a hard time seeing at night or somebody was in my peripheral and I couldn't quite see them. Um, or you know sensitivity to light and so you know just all these all these little clues that were sprinkled out throughout my life kind of started coming back to me and it it is quite similar to rp is what i have because you're describing right. all the symptoms you know that i had as well but how did it yeah. affect the, you know the, the life in and hollywood wanting to become an actor what what, what was that like because i'm sure Hollywood, you know, acting wasn't ready for maybe there aren't that many uh, actors that are visually impaired working in yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. And if there are, they're, they're not open about it. You know, there may be, there, I, I know one guy that is visually impaired and he's been um, hiding it and, and getting work uh, as a visual, as a visual person. Um, so but he won't be able to hide that much longer because his eyes are getting worse. So, um, I, uh, well, I remember the, the thing that really messes me up is the sensitivity to light. Um, especially sunlight. I remember I was doing extra work and, um, I, I was doing some out here and I remember going to, I don't remember the project, but I, I remember driving a ways to, go do some extra work and I drive on to the location and um, there's a lot of people around, a lot of extras and, uh, uh, you know, background, they call it background actor. Um, and I asked somebody, I was like, do you, I, I didn't even get out of my car yet. I think I said, um, everybody was outside, you know, usually there's a space for, background actors where they could sit and 
and you know that's usually indoors and they can sit and wait for you know their their call and um that wasn't the case here everybody was outdoors and because los angeles is so sunny all the time I was getting nervous, so I, I asked somebody, I said, hey, do, is there holding? And they said, uh, holding's outside where they were. And I said, do you know what the scene is? And they said, not exactly, but I think we're all going to be standing over there. And over there, they pointed to, like, this field uh, or this, you know, empty space where there was no sh- uh, shade whatsoever. There's no trees or anything like that. It was just all open space. And um, I was like, oh, man, I can't, I can't stand in an open space with sun blaring in my face for God knows how many hours without all the, all the protection that I typically have, which is like a hat and sunglasses and things like that, uh, very dark sunglasses. Um, so I, I ended up just turning around and, and going back home. Um, and, not, and never doing extra work again. I, that was the last time. Um, I had done a bunch of background work in, in New York and stuff, but um, I was just trying to make a few bucks. But um, uh, yeah, it's tricky. I mean, you know, even just the jobs, the the day jobs you get as a as a as somebody just trying to pay rent. So I was a furniture mover for a while in Los Angeles and. Um, I got some new eye tests done after after two or three years of of my initial diagnosis, and um, they showed me how much sight I had lost, and I had lost like more than half of my sight in those two or three years. And I was like, oh my, that really shook me uh, quite a bit because I thought it would go so much slower, and I thought I was being careful. And... Um, I ended up quitting my job as a mover because I thought it was too dangerous of a job and it was outdoors a lot and stuff like that. Um, EJ, I've seen a couple of things in, in on the Internet about your field of vision being 70 degrees, 40 degrees. <clears throat> what is your field of vision right now? Do you know how, how small it is? Mine is three yeah. to five, so I, I was just curious You're about you. I'm probably around there, too. Um, uh, I've, I was tested a bunch last year. Um, I was testing to be a part of a human trial. Uh, so I was getting flown to Portland, Oregon. I got flown there three times and they tested me like every time I was there. Um, so yeah, I'm around, I'm around there. Okay. Um, and I've seen a lot in your, your bios and information about you liking to run and run to advocate for visual impairment. Tell us uh, a little bit more about that and what's your future projects in, in, in the running. Oh, well, hmm. Well, liking to run might be an exaggeration, but um, uh, I, I, I never thought I would run a marathon. I thought that was crazy. And I thought somebody asked me who was running a marathon years ago, when I first, you know, the first couple of years I moved to California, they knew I had chorioremia and they said, Hey, I want you to run with me. And I said, that's impossible <clears throat> for many reasons. One, I was, I was, I, I, I had never run. I was out of shape and, um, I'm not much of an exercise 
guru or anything like that. And, um, I, but, uh, but again, it's that, um, it's that sun being out in the sun. Uh, so I told him I could do it. And that was my excuse was the sun. But, um, in 2009, I decided to lose weight and I lost about 70 pounds. Um, and after I lost 70 pounds, I thought, well, maybe I could run a marathon, uh, but I would, I would maybe do it blindfolded and get a guide to, to help me. And that's, that was the beginning of it. And, uh, I saw at the time I was living in Chicago, I had moved to Chicago, um, after five years of living in Los Angeles, because I was, uh, I, I needed to stop driving, um, acting just didn't seem like it was going to happen. And, um, it's a big, it's a big, uh, uh, comedian city, you know, comedian friendly city with improv and everything. And that's what I mostly do. I do improv and, um, it's a way cheaper. It's way cheaper in Chicago. So it's, it made sense for me to give Chicago a try. And I, so I had moved there and, um, uh, I lost the weight there and I started training at a local gym on a treadmill and, um, uh, did my first two half marathons in preparation for my full marathon all in Chicago. And I had guides running with me that were related to me or friends or, or like one guy was a guy I had just met recently and he helped me. Um, and, uh, and it went well because I was able to get publicity for, um, for croideremia and for what I was doing. I got some, you know, some newspaper, I was on the news. I was uh, on radio. I got, I got, I was like, oh, this is, uh, that's great. I got some publicity out of it. It was on um, uh, October 10th, 2010. So it was like a 10, 10, 10 thing. Um, and uh, then after I finished, I thought, well, if I got that much publicity running, one marathon, maybe if I ran 12 marathons, I'd get 12 times the publicity um, in 2012 because of the alliteration. Uh, I think that would help. Um, if I ran 12 marathons in 12 states in 2012, all blindfolded, maybe that would help. And I, I and that's what I did in 2012. And um, it took a lot of training and uh, a lot of traveling and all that stuff. And, uh, people thought I was completely out of my mind, <laughs> but I actually did it. And, um, uh, and I didn't get injured or anything. Um, I impressed myself and, uh, um, and I did get probably more than 12 times the publicity. Um, and I, I made a, t a lot of money for the foundation too. Uh, the Corridoremia Research Foundation uh, made them about $150,000 that year. So, um, so that was great. And that is this is this what what's leading up to your documentary coming out? 
Well, I, 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 so during that year, I was able to get it filmed. And the following year, uh, a guy I know is a editor and director of documentaries. And he saw these snippets that I was putting on the internet of my run. And he said, Hey, I, uh, can I see what, what you have? Maybe I'd make a, do something with it. So he ended up making a documentary short about 30 minutes long, um, of my runs, uh, of basically that year. And, um, and my story with Croideremia, it's called running blind. Um, it was available on iTunes and, uh, Amazon and Google play and stuff where it just recently, uh, stopped being available on those places, but we're gonna, we're gonna put it up on YouTube for free. Um, soon as we can figure out how to do it, I guess. But, um, uh, and, and, uh, I'd like to get it. Um, I'd like to get audio description for it. So, um, one of these days, uh, hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll have that available. If, if anybody listening is on social media, you can follow me on social media, um, uh, on Twitter and Instagram and places like that. And, and when it is available, I'll let people know. Um, and, uh, and then I, I ran again in 2016, I ran on all seven continents, except I had injured myself by then. By then I was 40 years old and I had hurt my knee, but, um, uh, I, I ran, uh, two full marathons and then I, no, it was a three, marathons. Oh, no, it was two, uh, <laughs> two full marathons and then five half marathons. But I, I did it on every one on every continent in 2016. Uh, that's not filmed or anything like that. I, I was just trying to, uh, drum up some more publicity and, and funds. I didn't, I didn't do as well as I did in 2012, but it was, it, but I, but it was also, um, motivating for me because I was losing my sight and my grandfather lost his sight in his forties, uh, completely. And, um, uh, I, I wanted to see the world, you know, before I couldn't anymore. Um, and I thought, well, I, one way to do that is to do some marathons around the world and stuff. Um, so I did, I, I spent that year traveling quite a bit and, uh, and I saw a lot of, a lot of stuff, you know, that's, um, that's awesome. Now, before we run out of time, I want to definitely get to the reason how I found you. Um, I'm a big fan of the uh, show daredevil about, uh, Matt Murdoch, the, uh, blind superhero. And I was very interested in watching because I'm an orientation mobility specialist. I wanted to see the actor Charlie Cox's uh, skills with the white cane. So that's how I was watching it, uh, you know, primarily as a, a technical, you know, standpoint. But as I do research, you know, on favorite shows I like, I like to look at the actors and their history and bios. And that's how I came to find you. Tell me why you're connected to Daredevil. Well, my, my wife worked on the show. Um, she's an actor and, um, we met here in Los Angeles. We were online date. We met through online dating, um, almost 14 years ago. And, um, <clears throat> um, she's, a she's, she plays a character called Karen page 
on the show and uh uh she's she's a great actress and she did an amazing job on on that series and um but uh yeah well i know that charlie the guy that played daredevil he they had a a blind consultant on the show his name is joe stretchy i think that's his i'm saying his last name correct um stretchy stretchy um so he consulted with charlie about stuff like that he Joe now works on the show C on uh, iTunes, on, on Apple TV, I mean. And he helps, uh, you know, talk, I guess he, he helps uh, consult on that show as well because it's, a, it's about a community of blind people. Um, I don't know if, any, if you've seen that. I, show, haven't, but, I haven't seen that one yet. I want to. I just don't have Apple TV. That's why I haven't gotten to that. But tell yeah, us, tell yeah. us uh, your, your wife's name. Uh, her name is Deborah Ann Wool. And um, she was in True Blood as well. That's one that's on my bucket yep. list, too. I haven't seen that one because oh. I don't have HBO. So, you know, there's a lot of things oh. I don't have that I don't get to see. But uh, I do want to watch that one, too, because I became a big fan of hers through Daredevil. Well, HBO uh, recently... Uh, started adding audio description to a lot of their content, so now's a good time to to start watching at HBO. Um, uh, I think uh, I'm pretty sure True Blood has audio description now, and um, all their new stuff has audio description. So there's a lot of good stuff to check out on there. And Apple Apple TV, Apple Plus. Um, their audio descriptions on everything that they put out and it's in multiple languages and it's really impressive what they're doing over there at Apple TV. When you click down that, uh, that, um, menu, you just see dozens of, of languages and all of them have audio description options. So it's pretty cool. And what I was fan of yours on your website is you had a podcast of, and you interviewed many actors from many shows, including Daredevil and including True yeah. Blood. And that was a, a big plus for me that I enjoyed watching every one of them. I, I, I do believe I saw every one of those podcasts and interviews it did. So that's that okay. was awesome. I, I Yeah, the uh, podcast is called Scratch the Surface. It's still available. I have almost 200 episodes up. I haven't done any new ones in a year or two. Um, but I do want to get back to it and, uh, and get back. I really enjoyed doing the podcast and talking to people and doing really lengthy interviews. Um, I know Charlie Cox, who played Jerry, he, he was on two or three times on my podcast. Deborah, my wife has done it many times and, um, and I had a lot of true blood cast, uh, and, uh, and and various other actors and and artists and and people that are visually impaired as well and um, yeah I just had all sorts of people I also made uh, episodes about my runs uh, around the world um, so at in in every continent I made a a podcast episode so. If you're interested in that, you can check that out. I'm hoping I'm hoping that we get to see Charlie and Deborah coming up more so in the new MCU universe. So I'm I'm waiting yeah. with bated breath to see all that take place. I wouldn't hold your breath, but <laughs> <laughs> oh no, but uh, oh no, some inside info. <laughs> don't hold well, your breath, but yeah. I don't know about that. But <laughs> yeah, I, 
I wouldn't hold your breath for five. Okay. But I love the. I'm such a nerd. I love the MCU stuff. Where she got cast in Daredevil, I was like, oh, you know, I've, uh, I had so much fun going to events and and uh, meeting people, and and you know, I'm such a nerd. Um, so I even have like comic book people on my podcast sometimes, and um, I just love love that stuff. You know, we got to go to Comic Con a bunch and. Uh, so much fun, so much fun. Oh, absolutely. Now, the things I, I found us in common is I saw that one of your bucket lists was to see the Grand Canyon. That's still on mine. I haven't oh. gotten to do it yet. Um, oh, I, no, I've seen it. I've seen yeah, it yeah, twice. Right, but my bucket list, I haven't seen it oh, yet. So, yeah, that was the same as my bucket list, and I haven't seen it yet. The other thing I noticed that um, you mentioned on the online dating that you were very honest about your eye condition when yeah. uh, you met Deborah. And with my girlfriend, our first date, uh, I had to lay it out on the line, too, and be very honest. Yeah. So I found that was something else uh, that we had in common. And also, besides our eye condition, you know, very similar and our fans of, you know, MCU and all that stuff. Well, I, I, you know, I went on a few dates where I, I, at the time I didn't write that on my profile and then I would mention it. And it, it ended up being very awkward. And um, so then I just put it on my profile. My mom thought it was a bad idea to put it on my profile. Um, but uh, that ended up being something Deborah really uh, appreciated was my honesty about it and openness about it. But um, yeah, it, it just cuts out the awkwardness. I don't want to trick anybody, you know, um, to, to come see me or whatever, but um, uh, yeah, to, for me, it was like, it, it, it feels better to be open about it. Because for about a year after I was diagnosed, I didn't really tell anybody about it. And um, then once I did start telling people, I just felt better about being honest about everything, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, in the uh, last minute that we have left, uh, tell everybody your website, where they can find your podcast and any information that may be coming up about you and future endeavors and projects. Okay, well, my website is ejscott.com. Um, like I said, I'm on Twitter at ejscott and uh, Instagram at ejscott1106. Um, upcoming projects, hmm, that's a good question. I might be running again. I was supposed to run the uh, Chicago Marathon in 2020, but obviously it got canceled. Um, and I, had, I have a choice of running in 2021, which I didn't do, or next year or in 2023. So I might be running next year or in 2023 uh, a Chicago Marathon. That's Let's awesome. My, That's see awesome. If I can get in the shape. So. I'm, I hate running. I, I do CrossFit where our running's <laughs> only in shorter distances, but run, running marathons is something I would never, ever think I would be able to do. So that's well, awesome. I thought the same thing, man. So you, if you talk yourself into it, you can do it, you know. I might have to. I might have to. EJ, thank <laughs> you so much for joining us uh, today. I really, really appreciate it. All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Public Affairs Show on WRBH Reading Radio for the Blind. Thank you very much for listening.